0: We'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for December 18th, 2016. Sorry, I'm starting to get a little loopy. It's already into part four. And we're probably about about four hours in because I've been going over on time. So we're not even near through this yet. So again, this is going to be a huge study. I hope I can get through it tonight. This next one is deadly famine possibly coming in the next year. Here's a whole other wrinkle regarding a famine, and food, and I really see them pulling the trigger on this one at some point.
1: Hi, this is Dave Hodges of the Common Sense Show, where we are freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. And boy, has this been a day of revelation, but this particular revelation is extremely upsetting. I have said for years, and in multiple publications, that we are looking at food being used as a weapon against the people of the United States in order to gain compliance by the establishment, and I'm talking the criminal elite. On the line with me from revolutionradio.org is my good friend Paul Martin, who has some insight into that particular aspect. Paul, what do you know?
2: <clears throat> hey, Dave. Um, well, I stay in constant contact, have with, with uh, over the years with Ed Petrosky in Kansas. He's a <clears throat> very large landowner. Uh, lifetime farmer. He did spend the time in the nuclear industries. guy's pretty smart. He has two, e- two nuclear engineering degrees. And he keeps me updated on, you know, they're fudging numbers on the numbers on the crop numbers and how much we really have and about droughts around. I mean, he keeps me dialed in pretty tight with what's going on he, uh, agriculturally around the world. He called me this morning and he had had a visit with a lo- lifelong friend. The guy's an auctioneer and uh, they were having coffee, and uh, he lives in southeastern Kansas, and this guy, this auctioneer said, <coughs> Ed, we're in bad shape. He said, we're auctioning off after farm after farm after farm after farm. Ed had told me a few days ago that there are only two large John Deere dealers even left in Kansas. A lot of them have been shut down. Uh, some of them have been absorbed by smaller companies, but uh, that gives you a big sign that nobody's spending. But anyway... <coughs> This auctioneer said, he said, they're having to sell everything. You know, they're one-year, two-year arrears to the banks. And he said the banks, and Ed said a few days ago, he said the banks are not loaning anything. So these people don't have the money. The people that still have their farms, they don't have the money to buy seeds, fuel, and everything it takes to put in a crop. And now then we're losing. No telling. He didn't give, the auctioneer didn't give him numbers on how many farms that they're, Uh, auctioning off, but he said, it's a lot, but uh, as I was talking to Ed, we've been talking about famine for a couple of years, especially with worldwide uh, agricultural events that are going on, crops going bad, freezes, floods, uh, South America, China, uh, Russia hadn't been too terribly affected by anything like different parts of the world, (coughs) but uh, It's time for people to, uh, uh, if you don't garden, get ready. You've got all winter to read up on it. Uh, If you don't have enough land to garden on, uh, I'm sure you do have friends. You can grow an enormous amount of food on a quarter of an acre. Um, uh, And there's all kinds of, I mean, you can read 24 hours a day on gardening and what to do with.
0: Here's my caveat on the gardening. I think it's great. I think it's wonderful here's my thing though if the world is in total chaos and you're in a hunker or bunker type of situation and let's say it's not safe to go out on the streets or on the road how are you going to have a garden and not have the thing raided or become an instant target because you have the garden that's all I'm saying. I think it's wonderful. I think it's the probably the best way you can go. You have total control over it. But I'm just saying that if you, if, let's say if you, okay, I'm relying on the garden. That's not a very secure thing to want to be able to rely on. Because you literally have to wait for, you know, however long, you know, to, to plant you know, to do the weeding, to bring the crops up, and then and then and then to harvest them. There's a lot that could go wrong in that time period. Whereas, if you had storable food, as like let's say your primary go, like your primary backup, and you you're in a scenario where you cannot garden. I mean, it's not safe outside or whatever. I just think that that's much more practical. Now, have gardening as a as an option, as a as a um something that okay it's not that bad um i don't eat i don't really necessarily need to dig into my my food reserves or let's say you need the food reserves in order to get you to the point where you can bring the the, um the plants to harvest where you can actually let's say get them out of the ground can them or do whatever you're going to do the food reserves you're going to have are going to get you to that point where you're not starving in the meantime. Obviously, it's not practical to wait until, if you would had no food resource or limited, to wait for a garden to yield its crop increase. Okay, so that's all I'm saying about the garden scenario. Just something to think about um, regarding that.
2: All plots and stuff like that. But uh, uh, this is not good, Dave. This is not good at all.
1: No, it's not. In fact, we had um, Ed Petrosky on. And to add to his credibility, and, and it's been enough water under the bridge. I'm having trouble remembering, but wasn't he associated with some official position uh, he held with regard to some farm bureau that he has insight into food supplies and so forth? Uh, you know,
2: that was that was a long time ago. He was he was part of the old farmers lawsuit back in the 80s against the government uh, with a couple other friends of mine that uh, was trying to get the government to. Put out the accurate numbers, and so we can get parity for our crops. So they've been hammering farmers for 30 years. Okay, <clears throat> but he's yeah, he's been he's been uh, connected with a lot a lot of stuff within the agriculture industry, not only in Kansas but but uh, nationally. But he knows his he knows his stuff. He really does. But we, we this is one you you got to pay attention to because your your <clears throat> your family's lives are going to depend on this. And we've got, uh, uh, you know, like, it's been a year, we've got 1951 cattle numbers.
1: Well, we had Ed and who Paul.
0: So again, according to these agricultural numbers, the posturing, you know, the farms being sold off. You know, remember, the New World Order doesn't want a lot of autonomous, um, self-employed farmers out there you know they they made them you know they Monsanto sold them on the thing of terminator seeds where you got to go back to Monsanto to get their GMO franken seeds every year GMO crops roundup ready you know i mean the 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 food itself is horrible on so much of this unless they're growing organic and then you're totally dependent on Monsanto which is like the worst case scenario it's no wonder these farms are going under and I'm sure they're putting them in positions where, you know, they're getting less and less and for, for their crops unless they're subsidized from the government. So now you're relying on the government. It's a bad case scenario. So again, all the more reason to have uh, food provisions, long-term food food storage options where you're at. Because you may not, um, we may not have a very long window of opportunity where we can get that. And guaranteed... They're going to use famine as one of the ways to control the masses. I mean, you look at Soylent Green. That was the very way that they were, and in, in ultimately, you know, eating humans. Soylent Green was part probably soy, part human. That was the whole kicker at the end of the show. That's a show I don't ever want to watch again. Man, what a depressing show that was. Ugh my word, I don't ever want to watch that show again. You know, it, it, it's, but again, if they had their way, that's what they'd do. And, and, you know, they're terraforming the planet with the chemtrails. They're, 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 they're hyper alkalizing the soil, putting all kind you know, mega amounts of aluminum and barium in the soil, which are not congu- conducive to plant growth. Also when they're chemtrailing, which is what they've been doing out in California for years they're making sure that as any kind of moisture patterns move in, they're chemtrailing ahead of it, which is making the, those moisture patterns basically go away and it's not raining. So, you know, they're in this constant state of drought. And and so they're taking the water away. They're taking your ability to grow food away. They're doing all these things. Now, there are ways around it. There, there are all kind of cool ways to to um, grow foods, like literally even on your porch, and, and are your patios stuff like that uh, Mike Adams I think has a lot of stuff along those lines if you if you research the health Ranger um, naturally news pretty sure he's got a whole bunch of, of things up there where you can like garden and you don't have to have a garden plot so if you're in a situation where you don't have any land that is a definitely a very good sound smart thing to think about doing which could supplement, Your long-term food. I'm really big. The longer I go, the the more, the older I get, the more, and my dad taught me this, but don't put all your eggs in one basket. You know what I mean? It's always good to have options if you can. Like, okay, nutrient-wise, have your C, have your immune system things, have your calcium, um, have some silver, maybe have some of these fish antibiotics. Um have have, you know, your medical kits diversified with whatever. Um I'm not telling you to go purely natural or purely medical. I'm I'm saying how ha- it's nice to have options. Obviously, the more natural you can stay, the better. But the more options you have, you know, it's always a good thing. And with food, you want options. You do not just want one thing you're gonna you're you're gonna undergo something called food fatigue. If you have a very very limited, if all you have is rice and beans, you could think, well, I can live off this for a year. Yeah, theoretically that's possible, but your body is gonna undergo something called food fatigue. And um, think about where it will start. Just basically, you'll get to a point where it's like I don't care how hungry I am. I I, I don't even want to eat this. And and I I know that yeah, you get hungry enough, you'll eat it true but it's just nice if you can to to throw some options into your food supply stores also here's something to think about do you have any way to okay let's say you got rice and beans do you have any way to flavor them at all and i don't mean msg i don't mean that garbage there's a really good product called herbamare which is like an allspice it's all like organic they've got a couple different kinds kind of comes in a bigger canister you can probably find it up on eBay. You can find it at most health food stores. You might get be able to get a better deal, though, on eBay on a lot of this stuff. Um, I'm not saying that because I want to take away from local people at local health food stores because I would prefer that's where you would go. But I'm just saying if you're on a budget and you're really, really tight, sometimes you can find some really good deals on eBay, Amazon. I'm not a lot about Amazon because of what they, stuff they've sold in the past and they're, Pretty big brother. I'm not saying eBay's perfect either. I'm just saying if you're on a budget, you might find one thing on Amazon's way cheaper than eBay. And vice versa. I've seen it before. I don't hardly ever buy anything off Amazon if I can avoid it. But sometimes it's, you know, a huge, huge difference. For somebody on a tight budget, it can make a big deal. So again, just something to think about there, you know. Um,
1: Let's go forward. I'm having a senior moment here. We had Ed and uh, another gentleman on. His name has just jumped out of my head. Benny Pope. There you go. No, not Benny. It was somebody else. I know Benny really well. Um, But we had uh, Ed and a guest on my show earlier this year, very early in the year. And Ed made a projection. He said, based on current trends, with farmers leaving either voluntarily or involuntarily, leaving the farming industry, that they were expecting to have a 15 to 20% cutback in the amount of farms. And he was concerned at that time about food shortage. He said we could see some spot food shortages before the end of the year with all the farmers that are leaving. It sounds to me like now that it's no longer 15 to 20%. It's going to end up being a whole lot worse than that.
2: Yeah, you know, we'll stay in touch, and, and I'm sure that uh, it, it's – really working on this to get the word out, and, uh, we'll see within the next week or two if we can get some accurate numbers, but when a lifelong auctioneer tells you it's bad, and, you know, I feel so far, so sorry for these families, because after they pay the, the taxes on these farms, they're, they're going to wind up with nothing. Ed, uh, eight months ago, he auctioned off all of his equipment, and he had a lot of equipment, and, uh, the, uh, he, he stays pretty tight with the uh, agricultural bankers there in, in Kansas. And one of them was telling him, Ed, you know what? In about a year from now, you're going to be found out to be the s- smartest guy in Kansas. Because he can rent equipment cheaper than he can own it and maintain it. So, uh, But with all of these farms selling off, and he he said, this wasn't just Kansas. This is nationally, And uh, so we'll just have to see, you know, about Indiana, Iowa, uh, what's going on in Oklahoma and some other places uh, you know big crop growing regions especially Iowa but uh, I think the uh, audience ought to uh, take heed of this and <clears throat> and get you know do your homework now if you've never gardened um, uh, there's 10,000 know, there's gardening for dummies there's I've, I've read scores and scores of stuff and you can you can grow a lot of food in a quarter acre I mean or a big backyard you just till it and, and plant it. And there's different crops for different seasons. You need to start looking that up. You can look up your uh, in your uh, uh, in your state government website. Uh, they will have um, uh, when to plant and, and what to plant. It, 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 it's in every state. We, you know, it's here in Colorado. I read it. So uh, okay. it's time. Also, if you're gonna go that route,
0: the most logical thing to do because obviously you can't eat all that food at once nor would you want to that food i don't know how many growing cycles you have per year but that food might have to sustain you a long time so you're going to want to learn how to can ideally i don't know if they have a canning for dummies they probably do like a book canning for dummies and and that's that's like you know they've got computers for dummies and whatever that type of thing you might want to look into that um And again, this isn't going to be something for every person. But maybe 5% of my listeners will get inspired about this last thing I just said, gardening, canning. Again, we're the body of Christ. There's going to be certain people in the body of Christ that are doing one thing. There may be another part that are doing another. You know, like, let's say when everything hits the fan, what do I know how to do? Well, I know how to do what I'm doing now. I'm also a chiropractor which I could see that being needed because people are probably going to be throwing things out more than you can believe because you might have to get down back to a real manual labor lifestyle. Uh, I know a lot about nutrition. Of course, how much access I would have to nutrients at that point, and that may be <laughs> very limited. Um, but whatever skills you have, God can use those and they, and they might be, Skills that will end up uh, being very, very important as a benefit to others and the body of Christ in the end times. So those are some things to think about. Now, like going back to his website, this Numana website, and again, I'm not—I have nothing to do with this website. I'm just honest appraisals. They've got a Numana Organic Family Pack. Now, again, if you had the money and 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 you could do this, this is one of the ideal ways to go. Um, if you could go with that, they've got a no gluten family pack. So uh, some people are, man, I got, uh, I got one patient, long time patient. They live in Alabama. In fact, they went to my old church with me when I went to, um, independent fundamental King James only unincorporated Baptist church back in uh, Fort Myers area, in Florida. And, um, they've been my patients forever and or not forever, but for a long time their daughter, I mean, she has one little trace of gluten, and she is projectile vomiting and breaking out in hives and life or death, like people who have peanut allergies almost. So for some people, it may not be an option just to go with any kind of food. They might have to have. So they've got a no-gluten family pack, which I, it seems to me would be a really, really good option um they got the organic family they got that grab and go bucket which is a good bucket but the pro again the problem is 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 in a in a grab and go situation it's a little misleading because you can't you grab and go and you know wait you know bring six cups of water to a boil and then saute for 20 to 25 minutes that's not that's not an ideal like (laughs) get you out the door get a quick meal in you type of scenario you got to remember freeze-dried foods are the most dehydrated form of food you can put in your body they're they're more than even uh dehydrated they're 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 a whole other level than dehydrated the freeze-dried so they take even more time for that boiling hot water to actually rehydrate the food than even dehydrated would so just understand and again this is the whole thing about not having all your eggs in one basket having the you know the proper stuff in your bug out bags having the proper stuff in your house and knowing your preps knowing what preps you have and um the time you put into it i don't believe is wasted time because these are things you can let's say we have another five years and let's say expiration dates are coming up on some of your whatever well, you can you can eat that food you can you can and most of the time what you're going to be eating um, uh, is sometimes better quality than what you might have been eating you know just normally maybe and and maybe it's a lot better value as well and so those are things just to think about there anyway I just wanted to say a little bit more about that because because I like that website the the new mana it's a good one um i think for the money it's it's a good happy medium because the legacy one that i said it was all freeze-dried and man man their stuff's expensive up there Whew. um the new man is a little bit more doable if you ask me and and uh, i'm trying to find a good happy medium where you're not buying garbage food that's loaded with msg that's loaded with with um gmos which is almost universal which is loaded with all kind of Chemical things to make the make it taste better, but that are probably going to constipate you, make you feel terrible, make you feel lethargic. It's not what you want to be putting in your body. You know what I mean? Because if you feel like garbage after you eat something, what, what good has it really done you? Um, let me see one more thing about these. These are soy-free, big one. You don't want soy. Soy is not fit for human consumption. It's highly estrogenic. It's cancer-causing. It's not meant to put in our body. Soy is horrible. Okay? Um, GMO-free. No added MSG. No aspartame. No high-fructose corn syrup. Huge. High-fructose corn syrup's GMO. Because guess what? Where do they drive it? Corn. The the main staple GMO crop is corn. So... That by itself, just knowing that, I'm thinking, okay, this is good. This is this is good stuff. So, um, anyway, this has turned into like a, a mini prepper study. It's just kind of the way, you know, sometimes the Lord leads me in different ways, and I feel like I've just been very, very convicted. Let's go into some of this stuff. Let's talk a little bit about nuts and bolts. I like doing this. I mean, I don't know how the my listeners feel about it. it might bore them out of their mind but i feel like i'm giving you some practical information rubber meets the road nuts and bolts stuff that you know it could make a huge impact in your future just some of these little things that i'm saying here um all right well, let's go back to this
1: it's time to gear up and, and get ready well i say this is a footnote to this interview paul uh, when the leaders can um, rule over a nation that has a food shortage, or in particular as you're using the word famine, they can bend the people to their will. Stalin did it with the Haldemar, Mao did it, Hitler did it, and it sounds to me now like the globalists who've hijacked our government are going to try to do it. And this is how they get you into the FEMA camps. Cross the line you'll have yep. plenty to eat, and a lot of people won't be leaving those camps.
0: What he means there is, okay, guys, come here. You crop. They're going to be waiting for you to come to them. In that case scenario, they're not even going to have to go door to door. They're just going to starve you out. So I'm telling you, like what he said, Stalin, Mao, these types of people. This is how they did things. And in our our government, we got in there is every bit as wicked. You know what I mean? There's nothing I wouldn't put past them. And so. I do believe at some point they are going to use this tactic. It's it's a no-brainer thing. They're going to do it. And if you're not prepared in this regard at all, you know, you get hungry enough. <laughs> I'm not saying God can't sustain you. I'm not saying God can't get you through it. But if you've been forewarned and you had the ability ahead of time and you did nothing, then you can't really expect God to do a whole lot of intervening for you because you failed to act when you could have acted. Now I'm not, I'm not judging anybody. I'm not coming down on any of my listeners. I'm not doing that at all. I'm just saying, I'm saying this as much to myself as I would anyone else. If you're in that position where you could, maybe you're not. And, 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 you know, Hey, God can feed you like with the Ravens in the wilderness, you know that is a, that is a scenario, but it's not obviously typically the way God has done things, other than very isolated incidences in the Bible. Okay, um, so where are we at here? I think uh, it's just a few more seconds.
1: This is dire, and and this is something uh, Mike Adams talked about in a recent, really really good article he wrote. He said, "Be prepared by January twentieth to be without food, water, and power."
0: So he's saying, Mike Adams is saying, and we heard the tail end of that interview, be prepared by then, by basically Inauguration Day. Let's say they do activate everything so that they can throw Trump's, the very first day of Trump's presidency, into absolute chaos, turmoil, and they're gonna hope that it's all gonna blow up on Trump. They're gonna make sure all the troops, most of the troops are overseas, they're gonna do everything they can they're going to shut down the the food supply i mean hey if they declare martial law or let's say we have a whole bunch of false flag events nobody's going to want to get on the road trucking will stop once the trucking stops the the stores will empty out overnight there's going to be no food so we could be in this scenario a lot quicker than we're thinking is the point that he's trying to make there so um it, it, it's something to, to think about, to pray about. Maybe, uh, I pray to God, God would intervene and avert this whole thing. But at some stage in the future, food will be used as a gigantic weapon against us. What if they cut off the water? That's another huge, I mean, that's even more pressing than food. So to have, you know, storable water in your house or a way to, or, or, or access to a well, um, well, I got a well, but I got it's all electric. Well, there are semi-affordable um, PVC-based hand pump systems that are out there. I think one's called FlowJack um, that you can get. They're not high dollar. I mean, this, it's going to cost you three or four hundred bucks, depending on how deep the well is. But it is a way um, that you could get water up from a well. Worst case scenario, and let's say they cut all the water off. You might want to have one of those things called a water bob, which is this thing, this liner you put in your bathtub, and let's say all the stuff starts going down. Let's say on Inauguration Day. Let's say worst case scenario. And this and that's going on, and you really see the handwriting on the wall. You get out your water bob, you fill your bathtub with it, or, or however many bathtubs you got, and what it is, it's a liner, and you've got, like, I don't know how many gallons you could get in your bathtub. You've got this liner that is not going to let any of it leak at all. It's a really good high-grade plastic. They're not very expensive. And it's another thing I just thought of. I mean, again, this has turned into, like, this prepper study. But I really, I really feel like that, you know, some of these things I've never mentioned before, and... Um, now they're all popping into my head about okay, yeah, waterbob emergency drinking water storage. I'm just looking this up on eBay right now. Waterbob, yeah, um, they're 25 bucks, but it gives you a siphon. Oh, it gives you a siphon too. Ooh, I don't got that one. I don't have that one. Sorry. I guess there's. I guess these are the the improved versions of them now, because this one gives you a siphon where you can actually siphon the water out of there into a container I guess which is good I mean that's a that's a good one to have I think the one I've got is just uh, for um, just the water again this is the thing about these products they're constantly making improvements but it looks like I mean you could get two of them for 46 47 bucks you could get one for 25 but I mean that's you know that's quite a bit of water that let's say you don't have a lot of water storage that could save your life always remember too if that happened the top storage of your toilet and i don't mean the bottom i mean the top where it's not toilet water it's only toilet water when it gets into the toilet bowl on the top that is not toilet water now if you got one of those things you drop in there it's obviously contaminated the the little you know tidy bowl things or whatever um but if you don't have that in there that's that's you know, it's not, I mean, I wouldn't want to drink it, but I mean, in a worst case scenario, you could. Um, I don't like drinking tap water in general because it's loaded with chlorine and fluoride and all the other garbage they put in there. But you could filter that. if you Let's say you had um, a big Berkey and you've got um, your black Berkey filters with the fluoride filters on there. That's what I got. I got two of them running. You know, you can about purify anything with that um or you could go with the propure those are those supposedly get out the fluoride too um those are some options there and that's a gravity fed so you're not relying on electricity there on the big berkeys or the propures i think those are the two best ones from my research you got one of these water bobs well then you got even if even if you had a whole uh, even let's say you had no other water, and I don't think you should. I think you should have other water storage than this. Remember, don't have all your eggs in one basket. But you got one or two of these. You've got, I don't know how many gallons per tub. You got a lot of water right there. And and that you could just cycle through your, your big Berkies for a long time. You don't have enough water to, to you know, I mean, granted, it's not going to be like, okay, a lot of water you could waste like for bathing or anything like that. But um, you're gonna have the water that you need to survive. So again, something to think about. Um, they're saying you know it's it's big enough for uh, up to a hundred gallon tub. So you got a hundred gallons. Of course, that's a big tub, but um, you could really get some some that that could save your life. That could save your family's life. Okay, and that's that's as. As far as water storage goes, I, I know you're thinking, well, it's twenty five bucks for a liner. Well, still, I mean, it's it's if you tried to bring that much water in, like let's say you try to bring a hundred gallons in. I go to the springs. I know what that's like. I bring them back in five gallon uh, things. And this spring is at the bottom of a of a church. Uh, it, it goes down these steps. They're they're stone. It's dangerous. It's very dangerous. And I have two. Five gallon things per hand i don't know how much weight that is i don't see anybody else doing it but i like doing stuff like that anyway and and i bring them up the stairs and i mean it's it's a load i mean it, it is a pretty big you keep going going down there you do that about four or five times you've gotten a really good workout so what i'm saying is that to for me to bring back a 100 gallons man it is a huge effort ...to do that in my truck, okay? Whereas your bathtub's already in your house. All you gotta do is fill it up. You gotta worry about lugging it around. I'm just using that as a dramatization to kind of show you the the, the thing there. Um, All right, let's go further. Uh, Let's see here. Okay, let's go to the next one.
1: Hi, this is Dave Hodges from The Common Sense Show. And we are the show that is freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time... We're sponsored by Numana Foods, and I'll tell you, between now and the inauguration, if you're not fully prepared, you need to do so right now, we can help you with the food end of things. Go to numana.com forward slash Hodges, and in the brief interim, in this holiday period, you can take 5% off your order by using the coupon code HodgesNOV5. Please, if you don't... I think it's
0: HodgesNOV, like November, NOV5, get 5% off, hey, you know... Um, again, I'm not affiliated with them in any way, shape. I'm not getting any benefit. I'm just telling you, I've looked at that line, and I think it's one of the best happy medium, long-term food storages out there. But just bear in mind, these are these are not what I saw at least on their homepage with the packs they've got. They're free. They're I think freeze dried, and they are not conducive to if you need something that you need to have traveling and you need it quick and you can't boil water okay these are not the ones those food bars are the ones you want for your bug out bags okay or those food big blocks those are the ones that you want for the bug out bag but other than that this is good very 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 good
1: Your storable food from us please get it somewhere but i really believe numana is the best in terms of pricing and quality go to numana.com forward slash hodges well, this is almost what I would characterize as an emergency broadcast, because the material that is going to be coming forth in this broadcast...
0: Oh, and Numana is spelled N-U-M-A-N-N-A. Like, I think, manna, like manna from heaven. Numana.
1: N-U-M-A-N-A dot com forward slash Hodges, I think is his website there. ...should come with a viewer discretion warning with it. It is shocking. It is... Very, very, very upsetting to people who love this country and want to see this country move forward to a greater day. And uh, as Donald Trump says, to make America great again. Joining me on the line from revolutionradio.org is my good friend Paul Martin. And Paul has been an invaluable source of information in the last several months.
0: Now, bear in mind, the audios that I'm playing you, this is one of the older audios. It was made on December 14th. (laughs) It's December 18th today. All of this information that I've played you has literally come out in the last four days. I've had audios from them that I was going to play that I'm like, they're already obsolete. Because the information's, it's, it's like they've already added to it. They're almost too dated to even play. Because this stuff is breaking so quickly. And so I'm sorry I'm playing so many from the same, but this, Dave Hodges and Paul Martin are the ones right now for me that are ringing the most true and confirming, Mike Adams too, and confirming more that I've seen. Not so much Alex Jones, I'll be honest. Not not so much with what, not to say he's putting out garbage. I'm just talking about, and not saying that he's not talking about the coup or the, or the potential things, but I'm talking about, this is like stuff that for me, this information is things that practically you might really super, super need to know in the next month in order to survive. That's what I'm trying to key on. I'm trying to key on you surviving, you knowing what to pray about, and not so much, I don't want to get into so much the politics and, oh, he said this and they said this and they're doing this. No, let's, let's. Look at the nuts and bolts and the real practical things to know about in the next month.
1: As we have done many reports uh, together, and Paul has proven to be right almost all of the time. In fact, I can't think of one time where he hasn't been right. Maybe some of the events have not transpired yet, but he is here with more revelations, and this stuff, I'm warning you, is upsetting. So if you got young children in the room, get them out of the room before you listen. Paul, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for letting me on, Dave. It's always great to hear from you. So let's not mix words. We never do. Let's get right down to business. What is going on, and why should the American people care?
2: Well, with everything that's going on right now, uh, uh, my my eco-source is predicting they are getting ready for programming uh, with computer-generated models, and, and you know the drill on that, the audience knows the drill on with the computer power we have today, uh, that uh, they're getting ready for the next Civil War. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're talking about the first two weeks uh, being uh, very um, up and down and, and not really on sure footing, but as soon as that two weeks is over, it's going to gel.
1: And then it's going to get bloody. So you're saying there's going to be a series of escalating events that are going to culminate in all out warfare? That's what they're planning on right now. And this is created by supercomputers, and I would imagine, and you didn't tell me this, and I want to make this clear, but I know this is the kind of war game planning that goes on at places like the Naval War College. So they have already run the scenarios and your source, which is a very high-level source that you refer to as the East Coast source, is telling you that there's going to be a slow start to civil conflict, in other words, civil unrest, that's going to escalate within a couple of weeks to outright civil war that's going to be very bloody.
2: Exactly. And you know what that means. That means everything shuts down. There won't be anything moving. There won't be any gas. There won't be any pharmaceuticals it won't be anything. I mean, anything can happen at this point. I mean, w- when you've got uh, – uh, we, we, we don't know what the police are going to do. Uh, there's a lot of really great officers out there. I happen to know them here in northern Colorado. It, just great people. Um, and with the amount of foreign troops in here, when you get something chaotic going, they can they, – they can run undercover. I mean, with all the Russians we've got here, the Spetsnots, and we've gone on shows ad infinitum about what's here just in Colorado. Hey, another thing
0: I, I want to just say real quick, um, <clears throat> this Paul Martin, <clears throat> revolutionradio.org, I'm not sure if he posts on YouTube or not, uh, and the Common Sense Show, they may be too uh, internet web addresses that you want to be chucking almost daily because like i said i can't i don't know how many parts this is going to end up being today we're already on the fourth part and we're i mean i'm not even got a long way to go and um i can't keep up with it these guys are much more geared to on a day-to-day basis of keeping up with all of this all of this information This seem they seem to me from what, my, from what I am looking at right now, they seem to be pretty much most on the cutting edge with this particular topic that we're looking about. Now, we might have something totally different next month where they're not near as relevant. Not to say they're bad, but they're not near as relevant for this particular topic that we could be facing. Um, you might want to check them on a daily basis. RevolutionRadio.org, The Common Sense Show. Now, what I would do with The Common Sense Show is don't check his website i've i've when i go up to his website it's like what what is this I, I mean i don't know what was posted most currently i'll see his most currently posted stuff a lot of times on before it's news which you know it's like come on but what i found is that his youtube channel is where you're going to get all the breaking audios the audios he's doing he'll generally put them up the same day he doesn't mess around his interviews with paul martin um, that might be something. If you're going to check one thing, I would send, I would check the common sense show on YouTube, his channel, Dave Hodges, because if you could only check one thing, he's going to be doing the interviews with Paul Martin. And, um, that might be where you want to look on a daily basis from at least for the next month, because I won't be able to get all of this information out to you in a breaking format, um, like they can. So anyway, let's go further.
2: Right. Uh, yeah, we've got them in in your sources back east in the Great Smoky Mountains. Quails got them up in Montana. Excuse me. And so anything can happen. I mean, you've got for the grid to go down. Uh, everything's shutting down. I mean, it. This this could get bad quick. I mean, if you look at the history. Of the quote-unquote the new world order, the, the, the global elite. I mean, they've had a six six hundred year run, and we're at we're at the end of a three hundred year credit cycle. Uh, there's tons of stories. You can just click on the economics button on uh, RevolutionRadio.org and, and read for days or weeks. But I mean, there, there's a lot of we're, we're hitting a, a we're we're hitting a vector point right now. They're not going to let, I, I, I don't know if they're going to let um, Trump take the oath or not. Uh, you know, we've got this Russian hack and everything on I mean, they're pulling out all the stops. But the bottom line is, is that the listeners need to get ready. See, that's a whole other
0: thing. Obama's putting our troops over there, okay, which gets our good troops over there. Against Russia, which which is provocation for a war with Russia. And so he's he's doing all of that and then and then Obama can turn around, let's say if they um, steal the electoral college and they want to use excuses, they could say, well a R- a Russia hacked the election. when those devils are the ones that rigged the election, but it just wasn't quite enough rigging to put it off because of the overwhelming voter turnout for trump regardless of all the ways they tried to rig it and i've mentioned all those earlier wasn't enough so obama could turn around and say well russia hacked the election you know they did this they did that we need to go to war we already got our troops prepositioned over there bringing us into world war three declare martial law Trump doesn't get into office. Some type of scenario where Trump, either Obama stays in office or Hillary gets into office. That would be their ultimate goal.
2: For some
1: really serious um, uh, days. Yeah, and and I had a conversation with Mike Adams of Natural News, Mike Adams, the health ranger. And we both are in agreement that within some specific period of time shorter rather than longer you're not going to be able to get essential resources in fact people would even do well to turn off their power for a weekend just to see what it's like and also help them anticipate their needs uh it's a really good point he just brought up um
0: where you turn off the power for the weekend to anticipate what needs because you never know what is going to come up until you're actually in that situation? And there could be some blind spot that you have that you weren't even thinking of that all of a sudden becomes readily apparent after, let's say, that first day. Maybe it doesn't manifest in the first six hours. But let's say in a day into it, all of a sudden there's this big red glaring thing that you had not, that you had no contingency plan for that all of a sudden is very apparent now. Well, you still have that time to fill in that gap on your preps. So
1: again, one of the little... Little nugget there. I don't think you can get ready uh, totally for the, the time that we're in and what we're facing, but you can certainly increase your odds of survival by preparing now. Food, water, gold, guns, ammo with the Bible, neighborhood alliances, you know, partnering with people on your flanks because usually your homes are too wide open and you can't defend. So you're going to need to have help. And, Paul, those are the essentials people can take care of now. Do you agree with this statement? We're going to go to bed one evening, and we wake up in the morning, it, it, the world is going to have totally changed. I've been saying that for
2: five years. I mean, you know, just got, you know after Lehman collapse, John, John Moore called me, and he said, well, Marine, we got one mission left. I said, what's that, John? He said, save as many lives as we can, because we knew where this was going. Uh, uh, all fiat currencies die. And, and we're in the midst of that right now. I mean, a fiat. The word fiat means basically fake. We have
0: a fiat currency. There is no gold. There is no silver. There is no nothing backing our dollar. The only thing backing our dollar is air. There's nothing backing it. There, there there's no. There's probably no even gold in Fort Knox, and that's where we've been off the gold standard since 1933. Off the silver since. Basically, around 1968, when they took all the silver out of the coinage, there's nothing backing it. They print the garbage out of thin air. So, and I hate to say this, but ideally, let's say our dollar got devalued to whatever, a very, very low level in a very, very short time period. Could you deal with that? Could you deal with that? scenario you kind of have to ask yourself that question do you have any other fallbacks like gold or silver and i hadn't mentioned that at all you know but and again i you might be in a position where none of this is even an option and i'm not here to frustrate you or to to you know get you worked up into a frenzy over all this stuff god knows your situation you might be new into this you might have Uh, You might have never been in an economic situation where you could do hardly any of this stuff. Um, But I'm telling for the people that can, it may be something they want to think about because uh, one of the scenarios I have seen played out a lot is there's going to come at some point, one of the the ways the New World Order is going to try to destroy the middle class of America is there's going to become a sudden banking holiday with a sudden devaluation of currency. A banking holiday will probably start on a Friday... Um, go through the weekend, banks might reopen Tuesday, Wednesday, whenever, and when that happens, there's going to be a run on the banks, but you're only going to be able to get a very small amount out. Most of your money may be gone because of this banking collapse, despite what the FDA says it insures your money for. And the money that you can get out may only be a half to a quarter of what it was worth before you put it in. Anything you have on paper, there's a good chance you won't, might not be able to get any of it because that's not even that's more complicated than getting your money out of the bank. You have to, like, you know, go in and do whatever rigmarole you got to do to convert it into money. There's always a penalty, and then it's probably going to be much devalued. They're printing the money out of thin air. Something's got to give at some point. You know, there's nothing back in this stuff. So that's one other thing. To think about. I know I haven't given you enough today. I know you want more on your plate, so just hold on, and I'll we'll be giving you more now. Another heap help and helping. Sorry, just a little humor there.
2: To our radio show, just talking about economics. But the fact is, is that they're wargaming a civil war in this country right now. And and uh, you know, one of our other uh, podcasts that we did from my military source that they're getting read. The, the U.S. Army on the west you know in the western united states getting ready for urban urban war, com, war
1: combat <clears throat> combat in terms of the establishment versus the people or breaking up people going against people for essential resources i mean can you characterize the combat
2: well right i mean it, as it, as it plays right now it's, it's it's cog it's continuity of government but you know, as a Marine, I mean, if I if I was a Marine right now... With... And I believe when
0: and if they declare martial law, that is how they will declare it, under continuity of government. Not under the term martial law, because everybody's familiar with that term. It'll be martial law, but they'll, they'll term it under the banner of we need to maintain continuity of government. That's what this is, so that you don't have this negative connotation with martial law. I... I I might be wrong, but I have heard that.
2: With all this stuff's going on. I wouldn't be turning on the American people. You know, I'd be turning on. I Wouldn't be turning on the American people. You know, I'd be turning on other things, and that go. You know, I'm not going to go into that, but uh, they are getting ready. You know, from the show we did, they're they're getting ready. The U.S. Army on the West Coast for urban warfare, and. You know, war is is a fluid thing. I mean, things change by the minute. I mean, you can go back through the history of war uh, all the way back to Genghis Khan, but uh, they're wargaming this right now. I mean, literally right now.
1: Okay. Let's get into the minutiae. Give me as much detail as you can.
2: Well, I, I, I pretty much gave, gave you everything I got, Dave. Okay, so I mean, they are they are they are currently wargaming a civil war in this country. First two weeks, very tumultuous, uh, unsettling. You know, there's ten thousand words you can use.
0: Now, I'm not sure what he means by first two weeks. That's very vague. I don't know. First two weeks of Trump's after trump's inauguration first two weeks of january first two weeks from uh the recording of this uh audio that we're hearing i have no clue maybe he clarifies this uh later but again i'm i'm assuming he means first two weeks after trump's inaugurated which with the scenarios that i've presented today i'll be honest i mean at least trump would be in the white house and obama would be out And the Clintons would be out. And at least the new regime would be going in. Okay? That would be preferable than to what we could be facing in the next month with the pure evil that's already installed and the pure evil that does not want to relinquish their tentacles from the controls. Okay? So, again, maybe he'll clarify. I don't know.
2: But at the end of two weeks, this thing will gel and people kind of get a grip what's going on. And, and from then on, it's Katie Bar the door.
1: Was there a feeling from your source that there's going to be an instigating event, a trigger event, if you will?
2: Uh, not so much, no. It was just nuts and bolts of what's, you know, of, of what's being planned right now. But I'm,
0: now remember, bear in mind—he's talking about this one subject. We've heard a lot of different scenarios today. We've presented a lot of different scenarios. There's a lot of ways this could go. Could go in a bad way is what I mean. We've we've so again, that's why I'm presenting so many angles to this because there's so many ways this could go sideways between now, the inauguration, and then after. Uh, I want you to be prepared for all. Contingencies for all possible scenarios that we might be facing, or at least you've heard it, and in you know it's not going to be a surprise to you.
2: I mean, you you can look at the news, what's going on with the quote unquote Russian hacks, which there's none. I mean, the the the, the, the new world order is the global leader pulling out all the stops, and um, and, and you know, like I've been saying forever. I said, you know, we're going to go to bed and wake up on Monday morning. And, I mean, the economics right now is just frightful. What's going on in Venezuela right now? Uh, What's happening in Europe? Uh, You know, it was a year ago in Bulgaria. They went to bed on Sunday night and woke up Monday morning.
0: Okay, now, again, but that's a little bit contradictory to what he just said because Dave asked him, was there any event that's going to precipitate this? And he says, no, it's going to be slow, gradual, nuts and bolts. But then he's saying you could wake up Monday morning and everything's different. So again, it might be one way, it might be another. I would kind of have more of a tendency to think that it's going to be one shock and awe event going to the next until the New World Order gets their desired effect. You know what I mean? To get compliance from the people where there's enough people saying, begging for the government to come in and intervene. Which is where where they would really like to take this thing. Where they could come in and swoop in posing as the good guys and say, Okay, we've got this Obama and his, his wicked regime have this under control and, and we'll protect you type of deal.
2: And their currency was cut in half. That you know, that could that any anything I mean, we're in no man's land. I mean the world if you look historically, the you know, we had World War One, World War Two, but I mean Economically, the whole Western Empire is finished. It's done. The dollar's done. We watched Brexit. Uh, we may have uh, Italy's getting ready to leave, probably going to leave because they're, the, they're kind of the, the, the hinge pin for Europe. And I think Italy's done economically, Greece is done. Uh, we've seen all the bail ins. Uh,
0: Another way they could attack Trump, obviously, is economically and they could go in there and as soon as he gets in the presidency, they could just start removing some of their protective measures they've done on the dollar, where it's the world's reserve currency. They've already taken steps of that. Um, China has, like I've said, that, that there's a very, very good chance that the yuan Would end up taking over as the world reserve currency, which, and then also taking the world, the dollar off the US world's reserve currency, the petrodollar, meaning that people that are going, or countries that are going over and um, buying oil and gas from the Middle East, they're having to do their transactions in the dollar. If that was removed, if that status was removed, that's one of the only things propping up the dollar right now. That by itself would crash the dollar. What if they just decide to do that one thing when Trump gets into office and the currency is worth nothing? How's he going to bring the jobs back when the dollar doesn't isn't worth anything? They could do that one thing to him, which would devalue the dollar, and then all those jobs, they're not coming back. They're not coming back because the dollars are not going to be worth anything. The the USA would be in shambles. The I mean, it'd be like the Weimar Republic where, you know, you could... Um, you know a thousand dollars gonna buy you a loaf of bread venezuela's already seeing that so i don't like to present that scenario of how we're so close and we're teetering on such a thing where something could be implemented but when you print money out of thin air for decade after decade and it's a fiat currency it's not even real it's like monopoly money when you remove the very thing that's propping that dollar up, which is the world reserve currency status, which is the petrodollar, you take that away, dollars devalued to whatever, one half would be best case scenario. Who knows what it would go to? How is Trump going to do anything with the economy? It would be a really, really good way for them to destroy... The middle class lock stock and barrel and to ultimately do what they have planned on doing which is creating an ultra elite and an ultra poor class because the middle class people that had their their savings in dollars and let's say anything they had in paper let's say anything they had in savings all of this all of these things would be devalued to you know unbelievably low levels people that were millionaires one day might be you know very very different situation the next and the elite has created this to alter and and again that's one of the main things they've wanted to do is to destroy the middle class and the upper middle class and the upper class even of america and i mean the upper class the ones that are actually creating jobs in america the ones that have like the, the the mid to bigger size businesses I'm not talking the mega millionaires that are in like the Illuminati club where they go around and sacrificing babies. Those people will be protected. Verily, they have their reward. What shall a profit a man if if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Though, you know, though that yes, they will be protected, and they'll have forewarning, and I'm sure that they'll whatever. But. <laughs> i pray to god that doesn't happen but i'm telling you that if you've listened to my broadcast over the years to me that would seem like a very 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 easy way to attack trump without them having to really get their hands dirty because they could blame it on china as trump would say um well china came in they were declared world reserve currency they're off the now we're off the petrodollar all of a sudden the dollar plummets to nothing and what does Trump even have to work with at that point? You know, how can he, how can he fix that? I don't care how good of a quote businessman that he is. I don't know how, how he gets around that one. I hope I'm wrong. I'm just saying.
2: As they go to negative interest rates, that'll come here, and whatever you got in the bank, they're going to charge you for keeping your money. So there's a thousand things, Dave, that can happen. They can shut the keep. EBT cards down, if if, uh, if there's a a, uh, calamity of... Like
0: the welfare system, shut the EBT cards down. There's, I don't know how many more millions of people are on, on basically welfare now. Food stamps, EBT cards, since Obama took office. But it's millions upon millions upon millions. All kind of people out of the labor force, despite their trumped up statistics, which is garbage. Uh... So, yeah, you do that? Oh, man. Huh. Yeah, that's that's a real bad scenario. I don't think any of this really realized, myself included, how... What a razor, razor-thin edge we are all on from an economic standpoint and from a societal collapse standpoint. How many... Just one... It's like a house of cards. One card could literally taking one card out, especially near the foundation could create a found uh, a, 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 um, a domino type effect where the whole house of cards comes down and we're left in like a third world type of situation. They want to create that. they want to destroy the middle to middle upper to upper class the, at least the upper class that's not in the Illuminati the job creators. They want, they want to do away with that. They want to create that Hunger Games-like scenario. With Hunger Games is the, is the blueprint. It's where they want to bring us.
2: Anything. Uh, ISIS setting suitcase nu- su- suitcase nukes off. Yep. Anything. There's a thousand
1: things in play right now, Dave. Yeah, here, let me get my notes.
2: And, and,
0: I, and again, I do believe that if you are in more of a rural area, uh, it is advantageous in that regard. You don't want to be in a city in this scenario. You know, they shut those EBT cards down and the hungry hordes start going from house to house and the gangs, you know, I'm not saying God can't protect you, but I'm just saying you, you could understand. I think, I think you could see how quickly you could be in a real, real bad situation.
1: I'm going to read to you some of the things that Mike Adams gave to me. And it's interesting... I'm sorry about
0: the volume on this one. I keep going up and down with it, because when Dave talks, it's a lot lower. When Paul talks, it's a lot higher. Most of their audios aren't like that, but this one is like that. So kind of bear with it, if you could, please.
1: How detailed this is here. Bear with me here, because I wasn't actually planning on crossing this bridge with you, but you've crossed it on your own. And... Um, Complete civil war, gun confiscation, the use of assassination drones for key people that have facial recognition.
0: Now, again, if if they go into gun confiscation and these assassination drones, again, they've really crossed the Rubicon. That that is, I don't think they're going to start out that way. I think that would be something where you would see that well into the conflict i don't think they're gonna start that way that would be really over the top really bold move okay but again and it could be an eventuality
1: technology is already in effect um the total confiscation of the entire food supply which is executive order 13603 mike didn't mention that but basically have to go to the government to get everything you need for essentials and you don't want to put yourself in that position um and people are buying fish antibiotics like crazy and interestingly enough uh, the uh, fda is taking fish antibiotics off the shelf as of december 31st so if you're going to get them you better get them
0: and you can still get them you can still get them i haven't seen any place sold out of them maybe they've ramped up production in in anticipation of this um at least it's up till yesterday you could but like i like he said there and again it may not even be something that you use but you may might be might be something like gold worth bartering with um in the very near future you know i'm not telling you what to do i'm saying that some of those those antibiotics are cheap enough where you're not going to break the bank They're, 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 um, at a pretty reasonable price, much more reasonable than if you went out and got a prescription for them. Uh, so anyway.
1: And here, I'm just, like I said, I'm going through these notes that I took. Um, uh, yeah, this, that's pretty much the essentials that relate to what you're talking about right here. Um. And in fact, uh, Paul, this is not shocking. I'm, I have an article that's out uh, at the time of this that will be released that talks about the attempted assassination of Donald Trump and how this will coincide with the immediate takedown of the independent media because they can't have us investigating. Could you
0: imagine if they did that? They assassinated Trump and then basically made all, like went after all the independent media? I mean, if they did that scenario... This, you know, like I, I don't know how many broadcasts I would even have. They're going for broke if they do that. They're there, I mean, and they might do it. They I mean, God, unless God intervenes, if they're desperate enough and they go for broke, knowing they control the mainstream media, if they went for a simultaneous assassination of Donald Trump and A simultaneous takedown of independent media. They know all the websites are. They could just basically, whatever, lock them down and then go after the people that are manning them. Let's say assassinations for people like them and me and whoever. You know, I don't know. I I don't know. But I'm trying to present all the possible case scenarios today. Again, not knowing if I'll ever be able to do another broadcast. I'll keep going as long as I can keep going, but I'm telling you, I have never seen such a perilous time that we're in as, as now, ever.
1: Calling BS on what they're doing and their explanation for what they did, and they're also going to impose martial law, or what you're referring to as continuity of government within the same time frame, and the entire time frame for this, the entire time frame, is less than 72 hours for another
0: can you imagine 72 hours they did all that that he just listed there i don't know how they could pull all that off in 72 hours but if can you imagine if they were able to do that or do something similar in a very short time frame the the chaos the the shock and awe i mean uh, Oh, man, I can't even imagine. And the, the little 501c3 lukewarm church over there quivering in the corner collectively. For the most part, not all, but I think for the most part, we could say that'd be their, their
1: response. The start of the event, to the culmination of the subjugation, subjugation of the United States, you're talking a 72-hour... Well, what am I
0: saying? The, fir- the FEMA clergy response team would be activated in that same 72-hour period, and we're going to talk a lot more about that later.
1: Period. Uh, did you get anything from your source with regard to the rapidity? How fast this is going to happen? Did you get anything that matches what I'm saying? Oh, I've been getting that for two years. I mean, um, uh, uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Where you research. are is where you'll
2: stay. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've been getting this forever. And I mean, we've got, um, uh, got. And he
0: said, where you are is where you'll stay. So when all this stuff starts to go down, wherever you're at, that's where you're going to stay. You're not going to have the opportunity to go to a bug out location, to get out of there. I mean, unless it's like within, let's say, walking distance. And and But if, you know, let's say you got all your supplies under your house, and how are you going to get all of them to another location if you can't even drive there? I mean, it's possible, I'm sure, but I mean, you know, obviously that could become impractical depending on how much you have depending on how far away the location is so
2: a retired brigadier general uh contractor um john moore's got a a, uh high-ranking officer out of uh, uh, jsoc Joint uh special operations command i can go on and on but everybody's saying this is going to be this is going to be quick and it's going to be ugly. I've been getting that for two. I've been getting that for two
1: years. Well, that's what we're getting now. Uh, it was interesting. If you could have just heard the unfolding of the conversation I had with Mike Adams. I come at this with my sources. He came at it with his sources. Mike and I have not talked off the air at all since our last interview, and here we're handing glove, and it matches entirely what you are saying right here. And the events that you and I reported on with regard to... So you've got uh, Mike Adams,
0: Health Ranger, Dave Hodges, Paul Martin. All of them have their own separate um, talk shows, uh, sources that are independent of one another. You've got John Moore saying it. You've got uh, Steve Quayle. You've got Hawk. Uh, You've got Hagman and Hagman. You've got all these different sources pretty much all coming to the same conclusion. I mean, even Alex Jones uh, coming to the same conclusion. Are they all wrong? Knowing that, that the mainstream media is just the absolute, just, it's gotten so bad where this fake news thing, they're just such unmitigated liars. Everything they're putting out is just pure propaganda and lies at this point. So who do we believe? I mean, you know, you got all these cross-confirming sources on the alternative media side. That's who I would tend to believe.
1: Uh, Covert military operations probably involving foreign operatives and the Chetsons in Denver. Uh, This all coincides with this event. By the way, what I have found out, Paul, and I haven't had a chance to talk to you in the interim, but two days ago I had two conversations with law enforcement people I know in Colorado. And one of these people I grew up with. So um, we're not talking that these sources just fell off the turnip truck. In fact, uh, one of these sources was instrumental in feeding me information on the H1N1 planned roadblocks for mandatory vaccination eight years ago that the government was forced to back away from because of the exposure we gave
0: it. I talked a lot about the H1N1. That's the swine flu. I did a whole series of teachings on that. You, you can even go back, key that in, H1N1 swine flu where they were going to have roadblocks with forced vaccinations. And I believe getting the word out, well, the tour I did back in '06 through the Prophecy Club, talking about Avian flu, which is different, a different strain, that was H5N1. This is H1N1, which is the swine flu. Um, through that exposure, getting that out, and hopefully enough people praying about it, that those were things that were averted, enough public awareness, of things of this nature. And, and this is what why I'm doing this now. This is going to be one of the biggest teachings I have done. It, this is going to be every bit comparable to a mega study once it's done. And um, yeah, that, that's why the, the urgency of what we're facing here. There's so many facets to it. And, and this is just in the next month to a little bit after that. Who who knows what's coming in the next year? I mean, it's probably going to be a combination of these things we're talking about today. But there could be a lot of other scenarios popping up as well
1: so here's what these two sources told me and it's what I thought was going on when we had that last interview that the Chetsons are located primarily in the uh, west end of Denver proper largely between I-25 and the Platte River extending out to Sheridan Boulevard which is a distance of about three miles and they are about two miles north of I-70 which cuts east-west through the city and as far down as um, 6th Avenue Corridor headed up into the mountains. So that's a distance of about, I believe, six or seven miles. So that's their area of concentration. And what lies there are the, um, um, let's put it this way, the re- I'm, not, I'm not expressing this properly because I'm not enough of an expert in this kind of equipment to speak articulately on it. But what they have and what they're gathering, what they're stealing are supplies you would need to create your own power source in the aftermath of a grid-down scenario. Paul, this has been confirmed for me by two law enforcement people in West Denver.
0: I believe he said those are Chechen troops. Foreign troops, United Nations troops, I'm sure. Like, you know, the Russians and the Chinese and all of these other different nationalities that we've talked about. They're from all these different countries um none of the countries are christian put it that way they're all pagan type countries that have a hatred for americans and so i believe that each one of these demographics of troops a lot of them are in colorado as well maybe have their own subspecialties and maybe they're concentrated on doing different things when we have that grid down scenario or whenever things go hot and uh, they're called to go active.
2: I believe it. I mean, you know, you and know, I have talked about this ad infinitum. There's a lot of, I mean, when you've got the, 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 the most heavily armed population in the history of the world, there's a couple of really easy fixes.
0: Now, that's us. We're the most heavily armed population, thanks to Obama especially. Americans now are more armed to the teeth and I do believe probably prepared which has been a good thing that is one positive thing that, that, that the Obama administration has produced if we were under a Republican let's say Bush and, and a lot of the people go to sleep in the uh, patriot community they shouldn't be going to sleep but a lot of them probably would particularly in the, in the 501c3 church I mean I'm sorry but I've been there and you know he was referred to in like the baptist churches i was in as brother bush like he's a brother in christ please i mean you know and so but what obama has done is is record breaking gun sales basically you know <laughs> for years and that would correspond ammo and i really believe that would also be corresponding increase in preppers um, doing a lot of what we've been talking about today. Uh, so from that standpoint, that would be a good scenario because and, and, there's a lot more people now that are prepared than if we had had somebody like Trump in the White House for the last eight years. You know? So, anyway. A
2: bioweapon? You know, I talked about that. I got a source on it. You got a source on it? Okay, so he's
0: talking about things that would, that would even the playing field and, and, and throw a monkey wrench into any scenario we're looking at. First thing's a bioweapon.
2: And... Just pull the plug on the grid. You know, I I said on a previous program, an IT guy that I met at a, I was asked to come to a party to meet this guy, and uh, IT tech with the U.S. Army, and he just told me blatantly, he said, all of the software in the grid is Chinese. (laughs) They can shut the grid down anytime they want to. Yes, that's right. Isn't
0: that comforting? Doesn't that make you feel all warm and fuzzy? I mean, doesn't that warm the cockles of your heart? Sorry, I'm giving some little examples there. Yeah, it's all the software in the grid's Chinese. That that's great. I mean, that's best case scenario there. Wonderful.
1: You know, you've said so that a number of times, and, and I have no reason to doubt that. I you know, Paul, I haven't looked into that part of it, and but I do take at your word on this that that can happen. But also, we don't even need to go to that depth of conspiracy. In two thousand and thirteen, in two thousand and fourteen, in the grid X drills the Russians and Chinese were permitted to participate, and that was a grid-down drill. Uh, One scenario was a cyber...
0: Meaning a simulation, a drill, where our electrical grid is down. No electricity, okay? What that means, which ultimately means no water as well, okay? Unless you're, I don't know, unless you're like where they've got gravity water like in water towers if you're in an area like that where the water tower but even then they gotta have electricity to get the water up to the top of the tower you know so it's no no not only no electricity it's it's most likely no water as well no no water to your house
1: attack taking down the grid or part of the grid excuse me the other one was an EMP attack upon the grid and we let the Russians and Chinese participate and observe I mean, we just handed them the keys to our grid and showed them how to do it. And I yep. went ballistic. I don't know if you were following my writing that far back. you know, I was. Okay, three, yep. almost four years ago, Paul. You remember how I went ballistic on this? Absolutely, yep. I said, you know, both of these countries have threatened the nukes over Syria and Iran, and yet we're inviting them into how to take down our grid. And I just said, what kind of insanity is this? Well, it's the insanity of a traitor named Barack Hussein Obama. And now we've come full cycle, uh, full circle, I should say, to what you are saying here. See, the, this is the problem with
0: Trump. Being, they've done so many things to sabotage our country. Between Hillary and Obama, and even going back to that before the Bush. I mean, this has been decades long to sell out our country. All of that stuff isn't erased just because Trump gets into office. All of those triggers and all of these things, like let's say the software, how do you undo that on the grid thing? How do you undo that? Probably take years. Not only that, the grid's not hardened, so we're totally susceptible to an EMP attack. They've they've said for tons of years that they need to harden the system. And if they would have started this 10, 15, 20 years ago, it wouldn't have been that big of a deal. But because we've waited it's It's almost untenable. It's, it's, it's almost impossible right now. So we're susceptible to that. All of these back doors where China can get and do these things and, and oh, it's, it's a horrible situation
1: that computer simulations are underway in one of the alphabet soup agencies, and I suspect it's more than one. It's probably they're probably uh, have multi-agency involvement in this is what I would guess and yep. the simulations are saying uh, widespread civil unrest culminating in open civil warfare. Paul, really, do you think, I'm going to bring you back to a question I asked you earlier, but I'm going to try to ask it more precisely. Do you think this is going to be uh, military, paramilitary forces versus the people with gun confiscation as the ultimate goal? Well, they,
2: they, can't, they can't do gun confiscation. You know, I, you know I, I started doing radio in 93, and, you know, back in the militia movement, and I was, you know, interviewing all the militia commanders and everything back in those days, and one of the callers came in one day and was worried about And one of the callers came in one day and was worried about, called in about, you know, they're going to come and get our guns. I said, they don't have enough people to come get our guns. I said... Let's look at this scenario, and this is before the internet, and I was saying, so they get city A, B through Z will be ready. There's no way they can do that. The only way they can get guns or put guns out of commission is shut off the grid or a really good kick-ass bioweapon, period. They cannot go door to door. They don't have enough people. As a United States Marine, they don't have enough people. They don't have enough body bags. There, I mean, from where I'm sitting right now to North Denver, there's enough three thirty eight Lapuas to take over a Central American country.
0: Okay, that that's, uh, I, I believe, a real high-caliber, uh, long-range rifle. You put a scope on that, the right scope, and you can uh, kill people from... Very precisely, from a very long distance, if you know what you're doing, is what he's talking about here. So a lot of times when you listen to these guys that are ex-Marines and stuff, they'll talk in very militaristic terms, and somebody that doesn't understand that lingo may go right over their head. So that's what he's talking about.
2: There's 45 presses, 338 Lapua presses from where, 45 minutes from where I'm sitting.
0: I think what he means there is a gun, uh, the, the press that you make the bullets for the Lapua. Because I, I, my dad was heavily involved in um, shooting, combat pistol shooting. He was ranked high in the state of Florida at one time. Um, and he had his own multiple presses where he made his own ammo. Because it's not practical if you're going to go shoot 500 rounds to use factor ammo or even the cheaper ammo. It's just, it's, you're going to spend a ton. So you make the bullets yourself. And again, in in a, a grid-down scenario or whatever, you you make your own bullets. You're not you don't need power to do that because those presses, especially well, the manual ones, they don't require. It's it's all your um, you have the primers, you have the casing, you have the gunpowder, you have the, the bullet itself. You don't need power to make bullets. It's all a manual one-by-one one type of job. I think that's what he's in reference to. I'm just trying to give a little clarification.
2: This place is... I mean, there is more guns out here than you can under, uh, you can even imagine. And I, again, I think that's very true for... I, I'm not
0: going to say it's true for like metropolitan areas where... I mean, guns in the hands of good people. Okay, where let, guns are illegal, that type of stuff. New York City, things like that. But I think when you get out into the country... In most areas of the of the United States, I, I'd say it's very prevalent here in North Carolina. Um, you have, I mean, especially with Obama being in office for eight years, he's been the best gun salesman this world has ever known. So now I understand the New World Order knows that. So what, what they would be thinking is how do we get around that? Do we want to do door-to-door gun confiscation knowing we're going to have such a high casualty rate? Doing that because there's gonna be a lot of people that are gonna go down to their deaths. Um and they're not gonna they're they're committed, they're they're already, you know, hey, if I die, die type of thing, and they know there's enough people out there, they're gonna have a really rough time with that.
2: I've got five fifties from where I'm sitting within a two mile radius.
0: I think what he means is people that have a fifty caliber gun he said 550s and i think that's what he means 50 caliber is a whole other level (laughs) i mean from what i heard the 50 caliber is like with the ones over in afghanistan the the troops that have fought the giants over there like the red-haired giants that they have in the cave systems The ones that have they say the only way to take them out is with a 50 caliber headshot You you not a body shot but a headshot and i think that's the reason why why when um David fought Goliath when he hit him with the stone and it sunk into his head, as the Bible said, what was the next thing he went over and there did? He went over and there cut his head off. Because I don't know whether he was knocked out or whether he was truly killed or whether they have some type, I've heard a lot of things about where they have regenerative properties where unless you chop their head off or unless you take a headshot, they can come back to life. Remember, they're not human. It's not like you're dealing with a human entity there here's another thing. I don't know if you remember this, but the last mega paranormal uh, type of study, you remember Greg Everson talking to Steve Quayle? Remember what he said? I listened to that teaching again the other day. I I listened to the part where he was in really, really poor health. He's the ex-state trooper, great guy. Lord knows I tried to help him with his medical stuff, but his MD said, oh no, you can't take these natural whole food products that I sent him for free. (laughs) oh man I wanted to just come unglued anyway um I tried but with Greg and I love the guy I do he said in the interview that and this is this is like the most radical thing I've ever played on radio okay so if you haven't heard it you might want to go back just key in Greg or Greg or Everson in the keyword search box the most recent teaching I did mega study remember what he said not only did he talk about the Muslims being activated and all the terror cells, and every time you see a mosque, just understand they're there. It's it's the fifth column troops being prepositioned here to kill you because they're, are, they're mandated by the Quran to slay and kill and behead the infidels and rape and subjugate the women and, you know, convert or die type of deal. Not only is that one going to be one of the main factions the, the wicked government's working with, and that's why they don't want Trump to get in because if he installs these these good generals that were ousted by Obama, that's going to come to an end. But he said there's tunnels down in um, the Andes Mountains and was it Antarctica? And I don't know if it was, I don't know if there was any in um, Washington, Oregon area. I forget. But anyway, remember what he said? says, the Giants are coming back. And this is all by design. And they are coming back. And they are going to be released on humanity. I never heard him say anything like that. Ever. I would maybe expect that from Steve Quayle, but not Greg Everson. You might want to go back and listen to that interview. I almost listened to it by accident the other day again was on, and I thought it was a different interview. Then I realized, no, this is the same one. Problem is, he's in such poor health, I don't know if he's ever going to be able to do another one because he was in really bad health in that one. I mean, I don't know. He says there's tunnels like, I don't even know, like a half mile wide and hundreds of feet high. And these giants are coming. And what did Jesus Christ said? As it was in the days of Noah. What was the main thing going on Noah's day? There were giants in the land. The men of old, they're men of renown. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. So all that would really do is confirm Scripture. Oh no, it was the godly line of Seth mating with the wicked daughters of Cain. Okay, so you got a good guy mating with a a whorish woman, I guess. And that produces a race of giants? How does that work? That ruled over the earth and the world got so corrupt because of that God had to destroy it with a flood? huh, that doesn't really make any sense whatsoever. I've done more studies on that, and you can shake a stick at it, as my grandma used to say. Just key in giants or Nephilim or whatever in the keyword search box at continuefortruth.com. We're into that heavily. So that's a whole other wrinkle, because Greg Everson said that when all this stuff is green-lighted with the Muslims, the giants are going to be simultaneously called up and released, with all other kinds of cryptozoological creatures with them <laughs> i got a listener that my, my one listener longtime listener friend james you can't even believe the stuff that he's seen out in the woods in virginia as of late i remember i talked a lot about virginia lately and the whole pedophile gate and i got all these emails from my listeners how there's all this masonic architecture there and all these freemason stuff and All that stuff attracts devils and demons and defiles the land and all the people that have went missing, all the little kids that have went missing in Virginia. You can't even imagine the stuff he's going through the Bigfoot down there and werewolves and stuff of this nature. We're going to link up early spring. We're going out and we're going out to battle them. And I'm not talking going out and battle. I'm not taking a gun. I'm taking the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. That's all I'm relying on is the Lord Jesus Christ, nothing else. I believe if I were to take a weapon and to battle them, I don't think I would appropriate the protection from God. I'm not saying he couldn't protect me, but I'm saying I don't believe that's how you battle those entities. Not from my experience. And it's going to be on early spring if we make it that far if i can get up there by early spring i am talking (laughs) nothing gets me more fired up (laughs) than engaging pure evil with just god just the lord jesus christ no weapons no nothing you think you're gonna a weapon is going to be effective anyway against you know a whole group of these things these cryptozoological creatures werewolves bigfoot who knows what's going to show up i don't really care they can all show up my god's bigger than all of it is how i'm looking at it and they've already had a couple experiences him and his friend out in the woods they've already had a couple i mean his friends and i witnessed to it (laughs) His wife's been an eyewitness to it. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's going to get more insane than you can possibly, this stuff I'm talking about today, it's gonna get way more insane than that. Can you imagine you add in all the cryptozoological creatures? People are gonna realize, wow, Bigfoot was real. Vampires and werewolves and reptilians and all this stuff was, giants, they're real. Don't you understand those are Satan's foot soldiers? They're going to be put, primarily their battle is against Christians. They're going to be put and released upon earth. And as wickedness increases, they have more rights and more authority to do what they're going to do. Now I am going to do a study on this. If I have time, I am compiling more information. It'll probably be another mega study on this particular subject. I can't keep up with it all. You know, I'm getting all kind of my listeners emailing me. I got two different listeners I don't, I've never heard from before telling me at their jobs that they have seen people with reptilian slits in their eyes. Just working in that one's a guy at a deli at Walmart, he works in the deli at Walmart, and another one is a lady that, that cleans houses, a listener of mine, in an apartment complex. And they have had face-to-face interactions with people with full reptilian slits in their eyes and I'm talking, these are people that they saw before that did not have slits. And then with the one guy at a Walmart, he said as soon as he said something, and I'll get into that later when I do the study, as soon as he kind of said something that, that kind of called the guy out, he immediately went to full slits, kind of exposed him, And that's usually what will happen. You put them in a position where they're caught off guard about something that you might say or do, that's one scenario where they will not be able to hold form, and they will go to a full. I'm telling you, these things walk among us. They walk among us. They're already prepositioned ahead of time. That's what I'm talking about. That's when it's going to get real, real for Christians. Because this stuff I'm talking about today is just—it's a. This is this is a whole other level. The other stuff I'm talking about. But I believe that we're going to see how real that realm really is in the very near future. I hope to experience it to the fullest degree when I go up there. I have had experiences. You can in Supernatural. And you'll see some of the stuff I've went through. Um, I have no fear about it i mean i'm serious i'm not saying that because i think i'm mr big and bad it's not about me it's about the lord jesus christ and it's also about what we're called to do so if you don't feel the same way don't feel bad you probably don't have that particular exact calling i just want to get it on film that's my big thing i'm gonna be wearing a body cam the whole time if we get to that point i want to get it on film yeah <laughs> and from the telepathic communications because this is how these things communicate Bigfoot these types of entities will communicate with you telepathically they're about as cocky as you could get and they're ready and they're wanting it they're wanting it oh I can't wait I can't wait oh I don't know if there's anything I want more, bad, more badly than that and, and to get it on film I know a lot of people, oh, you're nuts, you went off the deep end, whatever, we'll see, we'll see. You know? Because <laughs> I'm telling you, as it was in the days of Noah, I guarantee you, they were, they were defiling the animals then. You look at the book of Enoch, and I don't use Enoch as a canon of scripture order, whatever, but they were defiling the animals. They were. This is where we get all of these things about these portrayals of like half bird, half human, You know, um, minotaurs, half bull, half human. Uh, You could go on and on and on. There's all of these different half human, half... They were defiling the animals. They were literally reproducing with the animals, the giants, because they had to defile everything. That's their mandate. That's what they want to do. They want to defile God's creation. And they produced all these hideous creatures... Altering their DNA. It's always about altering the DNA of mankind. And we're going to see it again. I really believe that. We're really going to see it again. And if you've never heard any of this stuff, you might want to go listen to my, my teachings I've done, my recent teachings I've done on just skiing aliens. Probably come up. Mega teachings on aliens. I've done several. Probably do another one and another if I can, another couple months. It's just like this teaching right now. We're on part four, and I'm probably way over six, way, way, way over six hours already. I started six. It's already 11. I'm going to be getting into, oh, I don't even know how long this is going to take me. So I know I've been on beyond long-winded. I'm just trying to cover all the bases. I'm trying to prepare you for all the eventualities that I can think of. So let's go back to this report.
1: They, right they can't do it. You're right about the uh, bioweapon. I've told this story before, but not in this context, Paul. As you know, I had a very, very close family friend who was in FEMA. And I won't go through the long details of how we became affiliated, but we were effectively 20-year friends until in my last year of coaching, he shows up at my basketball office with his wife, and they announced to me in October of 2012 they're bugging out by the end of the year to a specially prepared area that is as terrorist-proof as it can be, mostly subterranean, portable air, portable water, infinite food supply, and very well-armed with like-minded people from the same agencies. In other words, FEMA and DHS. I know where they went. I I, I couldn't go there and find them, but I know the general area that they've located in, and I mean within about 20 miles. And what he told me, when he left. He said, the American people are starting to wake up thanks to blankety-blanks like you, Dave Hodges. You know, kind of a tongue-in-cheek LOL comment. And I said, well, that's a good thing. He said, well, you may not say that in a couple of years, Dave. He said, if they can't get this country the way they want it, on its knees, economically destroyed, constitution eviscerated, begging for a new world order that will establish normality, he said, they're going to use Bioweapons. Now, this man's expertise was counter bioterrorism. He was in a position to know this. And what he said, he said, they'll just fly over the cities and drop their little ginger dust. And he said, the casualty rates will be. In-
0: they do that anyway, every day, with the chemtrails. Practically. All they'd have to do is add a little bit of this, quote, ginger dust into the chemtrails, which is already happening, which we're already desensitized to. But this is going to have a little something extra for you. And you've got total decimation.
1: Measurable. He said, they'll destroy the country before they let it go back to a spirit of nationalism. Now, that was in October of 2012. His wow. final warning to me about what was coming. And yeah. now we see these asthma attacks, uh, spontaneous by the hundreds in places like Kuwait and Australia. They're beta testing, Paul. They're beta testing testing what they're going to do to us. And I think my my friend from FEMA is 100% correct in that they are going to try to execute this. Now, there is one fly in the ointment, if you will, from the globalist perspective, and it's this. If the U.S. military ain't on board, it could get really dicey for the globalists.
2: Well, I can guarantee you from my sources that the basis of the U.S. military is not on board. The the fly in the ointment, and this was two years ago, is a lot of, and this is military intelligence, they've been infiltrating the gangs into the U.S. military for about two decades. Paul Preston is all over this. You're absolutely right. And so... With that in play, and they they'll follow whatever orders are given to them. The you know the older hands, the you know sergeants on up, uh, aren't going to play. But you've got a an immense amount of gang members. Now we've got immense amounts of uh, Mexicans that. Join the military to get citizenship and all that. So we've got a fractured military, as well as a politically fractured country. So I mean, we're in. I mean, we're in the most dangerous times this country's ever been in. Uh, it's changing by the minute. Uh, the Republicans, Paul Ryan, McConnell, are are, uh, are turning on Trump right now. Uh, no tax cuts, no, you know, no massive injection to fix the, the infrastructure, none of that. So, uh, <laughs> they're setting us, they're setting us up for a, they're setting us up for a Civil War Dave. I mean, you know, my East Coast source said two years ago, we we're talking about bioweapons. He said bioweapons are going to be the choice they're going to use on us. Uh, and, um. It's, it's so—there's it's, mul- there's, there's a lot of easy fixes, and they can press several buttons to get a Civil War going. They can shut the banks down. They can shut the EBT cards down. They can uh, uh, do spotty, complete grid-down scenarios around the country. I mean, there's a multitude of weapons these people have right under their fingertips. And, and um, if we look at all the rallies that Trump had— uh, we had a couple of two or three, you know, really great rallies here in Colorado, and the the, the the media's dead. The corporate media's dead. You know, so their watchdogs are are done. You know, they're they're in the dying cockroach position.
1: So we're in a very very precarious scenario. Yeah, we certainly are. Well, Paul. I really appreciate you coming on and basically clarifying, and again to sum up what Paul has said, that uh, one of his best, if not his best source, very well connected, very high up, has told Paul that the computer simulations they're working on, like they do war games, only this is a domestic war game, is indicating that there will be massive civil unrest that will unfold over a two-week period, followed by outright civil war More details to come on this as they unfold. Paul, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Dave. Have a good night.
0: Okay, so... Again, he doesn't say when this two-week period starts. I'm assuming it's after the inauguration. Okay, And again, it would be good if we could at least get to the inauguration. If this has to happen, all of these scenarios, it would be better... For at least Trump to be in office then our current devil from the pit of hell that's in there now. You know, for obvious reasons. At least they could start installing and, and at least there'd be some semblance of, of hopefully them wanting to straighten out the situation. Hopefully. You know, that's if Trump is who he says he is. Okay, which I don't, you know... <laughs> Thing's kind of a wild card at this point, but I, I will tell you one thing: they are sure fighting him tooth and nail. If he's if he's not at least somewhat the real deal, man, are they fighting him tooth and nail? Oh, like nothing I've ever seen. Now, one of the things that um, he says: if we get hit with a bio weapon, okay, um, one of the things you may want to have as an option in your house is some type of um, unit that it puts out ozone. Okay. Now, I understand, you can't run ozone at a high level in any one particular room. It's not good to do at high levels, concentration. But running them at lower levels, it's a proven fact, the ozone, which is basically O3, will, um, it'll kill anything bad in the air, okay? It, it That's what one of the things that it does do. It will kill anything bad in the air, and... Like right here. Um, look, look, I'm, I'm going to pause this for a second, just do a tiny bit of research. Okay, so just doing a little bit of research on the internet. Um, if we got hit with a bioweapon, <clears throat> if you were in your car, and again, here's the thing how do you know? I mean, when it's happening, Nobody's going to know right away. It might be something that's delayed. There's a lot of variables there, okay? On that, if you did know about it and you were in your car, you would want to make sure that your air recirculation, windows were up, nothing on, no AC, no no heater, no nothing. And, you know, everything was off. So the minimal amount of air can get into the cabin, Okay? Um, and you would want to get home, obviously, and get inside as quickly as possible. If you did have any kind of breathable air mask, um, that would be something you, you would want to incorporate, like, like the, the kind that filters out the air. Now, obviously I've gotten into this before a lot, gas masks and things of, of that nature. You want something that's airtight to the face. Uh, you, you, There's a lot of different options. I can't get into all those options today. If you can, gas masks, you probably find studies where I've talked about it. Um, Ozonators, in the past, I've recommended the Royal um, line. They produce uh, ozone called Aaron. I do believe they're incredibly good, but they're really super expensive. Okay. And I mean, just looking online, you can buy new ozone generators. I mean, they 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 look pretty heavy duty. You can get them for 70 bucks, a brand new one. And what you would want to do is have one of these running in the house if we got hit with bi- a bioweapon. All windows closed, no heater, no AC, no nothing. Okay? At least for a time and at least until you got the green light where that stuff had dissipated and it wasn't going to be a factor. Um you know, if it was in the winter, like we're facing now, you just bundle up. Make sure you've got uh, the thermal gear you can wear under your clothes. The, those types of long john type of things, where you can find them online. You can find them at like uh, Bass Pro Shop and these types of things. It's like a, it's not. It's like beyond a thermal underwear. It's it's undergarments you can wear. That, I mean, they've got different levels of them that you can survive in really super cold temperatures, and it's that one layer, and then the layers above it, whatever you layer on top of it, you're going to be warm if you're wearing these types of garments, okay? I have them for myself, and I have them for Taylor. Rarely do I have to use them. Um, But I have used them just, you know, to test them out and things of this nature. Uh, So these are things to consider regarding that. That's a whole other issue, though. Uh, But if you had an ozonator running in your house, what the ozone will do is if there is any air, even potentially getting in your house from the outside, the ozonated air is going to kill it. Now, you don't want to run it on a super high level. You don't want to run it where, you know, it's knocking you over when you come in the front door. You want to run it on the lowest level possible. It's kind of the same smell you get after a rainstorm. And with mine, I typically tend to run it if, like, let's say you made something in the kitchen, you want to kill the smell. Okay? Um, if we're getting chemtrailed real hard, you know, and the AC's on, it's still a closed loop system, but there's still air coming in through cracks and under the door and the windows and stuff like that. It's not a bad idea to run it then, too. Uh, anyway, that's just something to think about. If you just go and key an ozonator on eBay, You'll find them. There's all kinds. I, I don't really. I've been out of the game on this for a long time. Um, so I, I can't really make any specific recommendations. But it looks like you can get a decent ozonator from the 60 to $70 range. And um, just, you know, run it on a low level. You don't want it knocking you over. And run it as long as you, you can. And um, as long as, you know, you feel like you need that and it's going to kill everything in the air it will do that okay so you have that as an option the gas masks the kind that seal your face another really really good option um a lot of different places sell those just the places i talked about today camping one.com and those types of places have have all of that stuff you want to get something with uh, as far as the gas masks go the ones that are um biological chemical and uh Oh, what's the last thing? NBC. Nuclear Biological Chemical. You want to get an NBC filter because you're hitting all the bases there. You got nukes going off, you got chemical warfare, or you got biologicals. One of those gas masks, and make sure it's the kind that seals to your face. Okay? with a, Around your eyes, the whole thing, where you can see out of. If you go that route, okay, because... Um, eyes are an entry point for these things i mean think about it. it's like a mucous membrane there it, things can get in through your eyes so you ideally want something that covered your whole face nbc filter and and that's something that that you know would kind of go along with the whole biological thing that um paul preston had brought up there um Regarding the mild silver protein, as far as the strongest thing I know of that you could use in an emergency type of, okay, we're going to, um, you could die type of scenario. The mild silver protein is the strongest thing I know of, and I'm just gonna post this right here. It's the start of my study. It was entitled "Days Ahead: What to Expect, How to Prepare, Proactive Measures in the Event of a Pandemic," which I would consider a biological thing like they're talking about this is that type of scenario you're going to go for maximum you're going to go for maximum dosage and uh, i'm going to go ahead and post this in the pdf it tells you dosages um for basically based on body weight okay it's kind of it's going to give you some general guidelines based per 30 pounds of body weight what to do if you've been exposed and we're talking worst case scenario pandemic type of thing Okay, so I'm going to go ahead right now and post that in here. In fact, I just did it. So you'll have that information. And uh, I'm just setting this all up while I'm talking to you. Okay, so we have that. So I'm going to go ahead and end this part. And we will go to part, I guess, 5 next but this was about a two hour part just this part four so we will see you in part five